Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We've been spending time in the book of 1 Peter, looking at living in the face of ridicule. Today we're at chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Christian, you're under attack. And Satan attacks us by confusing standing orders. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Peter makes a call for alertness and watchfulness. You have to wonder what was going through Peter's mind as he warned these persecuted believers about Satan's desire to destroy them. I wonder if Peter was remembering Jesus' gracious rebuke when he woke him up in the garden and asked why he could not watch and pray for at least an hour. Or maybe the time Jesus told Peter that he was praying for him because Satan desired to sift him as wheat or shake him up to the point that his faith would be tested, whether or not he believed that God was truly who he said he was. Peter, in writing this epistle, was doing exactly what Christ told him to do as he sought to strengthen and encourage his fellow believers in the midst of their suffering. In a way, Peter was saying, suffering Christian, if you are to be victorious against the enemy forces, you must stand against the enemy with serious thinking. Be sober, attentive watchfulness and steadfast resistance. Be vigilant. Be sober, be vigilant. Think clearly and keep your eyes open. Be alert and watchful. Be on constant guard so no enemy can sneak up on you or destroy you. Keep awake. If you travel a lot, you have probably experienced the fear of almost falling asleep while driving. The rumble of the tire on the shoulder or the friendly warning of a passerby's horn snaps you back into alertness. Falling asleep behind the wheel of a car is just as devastating as falling asleep in the face of temptation. Both will result in great loss and personal devastation. Moms of small children are constantly awake and alert for their toddler's safety. Soldiers living in the middle of a war zone know the reality of being on constant alert. As Christians, we sometimes get lulled into thinking that we are free from danger and lose our edge against the enemy. As Mark, who is writing his gospel from Peter's viewpoint, an eyewitness experience reminds us, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now your adversary, the devil, the personal possessive pronoun, your, gives a very powerful principle to ponder. Your, Satan, is an enemy of God and hates God. Satan is also your personal enemy and hates you as much as he hates God. He hates you simply because you love God. He is called our adversary. An adversary is a hostile opponent or an enemy. Satan is a spiritual terrorist with one goal in mind, to kill and to destroy. Peter uses the name devil even though Satan has many names that refer to his unrighteous character. He is called a devil, Belial, Lucifer, a subtle serpent, a roaring lion, an angel of light, and the prince in the power of the air. As a devil, Satan diabolically and maliciously attacks God's children through slander and false accusations. In Peter's day, it was almost as if the devil crawled into the skin of Nero, who falsely accused the Christians of burning Rome. Remember what Peter taught us. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Now, Satan is a roaring lion, walks about, seeking whom he may devour. Satan wants to utterly devour you, destroy you. Barnes Notes gives one good explanation why Satan is referred to as a roaring lion in context with being our enemy. 
A lion usually roars after it has stalked and captured its prey. It then roars in victory. The lion here is not the crouching lion, the lion stealthily creeping towards his foe, but it is the raging monarch of the woods, who by his terrible roar would intimidate all so that they might become easy prey. Is this lion still stalking you, or has he already captured your heart and mind, thus controlling your thoughts and actions? How often do you give in to sin and temptation, knowing full well that what you are doing grieves the heart of God? Hey, this roaring lion walks about. Literally, this means he encircles you, slowly walks around you to find your weak spot so he knows exactly where to attack in order to destroy you. As a high school wrestler, the first thing you do when you hit the mat is to size up your opponent. If he is weak in his upper body, you attack the upper body. If he's weak in his legs, you attack the lower body. You always attack the weakest area. Satan is constantly studying your life, looking for your weak spots so he can attack and devour you. Peter tells us to stay wide awake and totally alert to resist Satan's attacks. Whom resist steadfast in the faith? Resist. Fight off. Refuse to surrender by the power of your almighty, all-powerful God. Follow Isaiah's heart as he penned, For the Lord God, the sovereign Lord, will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded, ashamed, or disgraced. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. What is steadfast resistance? The word steadfast has the idea of being firm, solid, and as impenetrable as a castle wall. Exercise your spiritual muscles by firmly saying no to Satan's attack. Let your no be so firm, so solid, and so sure that it gives no hint of compromise or retreat. The idea of the impenetrable walls reminds us of Romans 13:14 principle. It's not just to stay away from sin, but to stay away from temptation. Make it hard to sin and easy to do right. Build walls of conviction and moats of principled standards that protect you from the enemy. Can you think of any area of your life where the spiritual walls are broken down and damaged to the point that your adversary can walk right in and take control? Our passage then says, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Hey guys, you're not alone in this. When you think you are fighting these battles all alone, it is easy to want to surrender to the enemy. On the other hand, when you know that there are others fighting the same battles or afflictions, it encourages you to keep fighting. Suffering is not a respecter of persons. Even though you may think that no one is hurting as much as you are, there are many who are hurting, maybe even more. You lost your investment, someone else lost their job and home. You are battling cancer, another just lost their son. You're struggling in some relationships. A young wife with three kids was just told by her husband that he wants a divorce. People are hurting. People need God. We do have a powerful enemy, but we have an even more powerful God. We need to humble ourselves before him and cast every fear, every worry, every care, and every burden on him. Hey, our time's up. I hope this has been a good encouragement for you today. But remember, this is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.